Today, we're talking all about Amazon Merch, KDP, all these other potential revenue streams that you might be missing out on. I know we spent a lot of time talking about private label, brand building, FBA, but wait till you hear Ryan Hoag's story. He's joining us today and he was fascinating. 200,000 something shirts he's got going on, merch, Etsy. He does do private label. This was a lot of fun. I, I had a blast talking yeah. to him. I mean, I'm, I'm kind of speechless. Yeah. Like, if you don't have a merch account, go get a merch account. Yes. Just get a merch account, figure out how to automate it or upload some things, designs. You just, you need a merch account. That doesn't cost you anything, but you constantly are getting money. Five bucks a shirt. You're going to get $5 a shirt every time it sells. Take that cash, launch your physical product brand and keep the merch account. And just like <laughs> let the merch account fund the product account and sell the product account at some point. Now you're, you're still got the merch account. Like definitely, definitely something you should do. If you don't have a merch account, go get an Amazon merch account. Yes. Yeah. He, Ryan was fantastic. So let's go ahead and jump into our conversation now. What's up, everyone, and welcome to episode 237 of Two Amazon Sellers and a Microphone, brought to you by Solozo. And today, this is going to be a lot of fun. We're going to kind of go down a different path. We talk about private label and everything around selling on Amazon, building brands, etc. But we're going to go into a different area. There's a lot of ways to make money on Amazon, and print-on-demand is one of the more fascinating, maybe one of the more scalable maybe lower cost of entry uh, than doing a private label brand. So we're going to be talking about two, there's two different ways you can do print on demand. There's KDP, which is uh, for books, uh, which are print on demand. And then there's Amazon merch, which is a lot of things, <laughs> coffee mugs, t-shirts. We'll dive into all of it. But joining us uh, to talk all about that is Ryan Hogue. How are you, Ryan? Hey, I'm good, guys. Thank you for uh, having me, Dustin and Chris, man. It's nice to meet you guys officially here. And I'm um, excited to talk about merch, KDP, and just selling on Amazon in general. Absolutely. We're excited, too. I mean, we don't, we like I mentioned, we don't spend a lot of time talking about merch and KDP, but there's a lot of people out there that are killing it um, in those areas. And I remember when merch came out, um, I signed up. I was like, okay, let's go. And then I did nothing, <laughs> which is <laughs> too bad. Just, it's one of those things, juggling a lot of uh, different opportunities, and that one kind of slipped through. But it was is. it was great to touch because I remember when it first came out. It was one of those things. I was like, "What? Wait a second. And I was selling physical product. I was like, "You could actually put this design up and get paid for like seven bucks shirt, uh, uh, you know, a uh, a cease and desist letter later, and about <laughs> and about ten k, my account was done. So uh, that was the early days, though. That was like, hey, give me it every happens. design you can and throw it up. And uh, yeah. yeah, I have yet yeah. to get that account back. So it was we'll, fun. Learn, we'll learn the right way. How about yeah, that? Right? We'll, Hopefully we'll, we'll learn the right way to do it. But uh, Ryan, before we jump into all that, why don't you take a few minutes and give us your background? What? How'd you get into this? Did, when did you start? You know, and just go through everything. Yeah, I know you do private label and uh, KDP and merch. So take take a few minutes and just give us your background. Yeah, for sure. Like I got started in uh, 2016. You know, I really knew in 2016 
working uh, nine to five as a web developer, like good money, but I wasn't trying to trade my time for money for the rest of my life. I also taught web development, so I was busy. Um, you know, I was grinding. The, the money was good, but the amount of the you know trade everything's a trade off in life. So I was I had my eyes set on something more passive. I did my best to learn FBA. Like to me, that's where my mind went initially was just sell on Amazon, right? And I think most people think of the, the fulfilled by Amazon model. Uh, I ended up getting really lucky in the sense that like I knew I wasn't figuring it out on my own. You know, like I, I was trying to find resources and figure out how to get started. But it's a lot of, uh, you know, that, that learning curve is massive up front. I ended up crossing paths with somebody who was an FBA coach, but I crossed paths with him in like real life. Um, so I like met the person, talked to them, met up again, paid them 2,500 ultimately to like get me where I wanted to be with FBA. And right around the time that I launched my first FBA product, like, uh, early 2017, maybe, you know, I probably ordered it in like January, had it live in March was when I got into the merch by Amazon program that it's funny that we're all familiar with it. Right. But if you could go back in time and just, you know, either utilize your account or, um, Chris, like just not fly too close to the sun, maybe. <laughs> as I like to say, I got burned for sure. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, cause I, I had no clue what I was sitting on there. Uh, it ended up being a blessing though, because I, with merch, you don't have to like go through the sourcing and uh, crazy, you know, price analysis and um, comp, you know, market analysis and all that stuff. You just, you know, you have your products that you can sell. Uh, and I guess anybody not familiar with merch by Amazon, by the way, it's like an Amazon run program, like an Amazon portal that you have to apply to. And if you're accepted, you don't need to pay anything. Like there's no credit card required. Um, you, you literally log in and you click create new product and they say, okay, what kind of product do you want to create? Here's like 14 options right now. It's grown from, you know, back in the day when it was, I think maybe two options, so just two types of t-shirts to um, t-shirts, tank tops, hoodies, you name it. Uh, and you say, I want to upload to these products and then you upload a design. And a lot of people, that's probably why maybe Dustin didn't, see it through all the ways you're like well crap like what what am i going to upload as far as designs go right um and you know what's funny is and this is a lot of what i talk about on my youtube channel is you don't need to be a good designer like i'm very publicly not a great designer but there's there's ways around it you know for pretty low monthly fees you can join different programs use professionally designed graphics and then just add some text you know father's day is coming up go grab like a, a graphic for like one dollar on etsy or you know, a subscription site and you can get professional, like really nice designs, just add some text, you know? And if you're like, what do I add for text? Well, just go to Amazon and look at what's already selling and, you know, study those. And um, anyways, long story short, Merch by Amazon was a great opportunity for me to learn the Amazon ecosystem with no downside. Like while I was waiting for my FBA products to actually arrive for my first uh, product launch, or even when they did arrive, that's one listing, right? So I'm, I'm like literally using Merch by Amazon to practice creating new products in the Amazon catalog in parallel with me learning FBA, which is like the, you know, I've got money on the line there, a couple thousand bucks. So I'm like kind of fearful, moving slow, trying to be cautious. With Merch by Amazon, it's like, okay, I'm moving quick because if this doesn't work, I'm just going to delete it. It costs me absolutely nothing. And what we're really creating in that case is like, we're creating a product listing in the Amazon catalog, but the product doesn't exist if somebody buys that t-shirt that I uploaded for Father's Day or whatever, uh, then what's going to happen is they will create the product after the order takes place. So they'll go grab a blank t-shirt, print the design on it, ship it out to the customer. They handle customer service. We do nothing. We sit back, we collect a royalty. So um, what's not to love there? 
Um, you mentioned uh, you mentioned the Etsy thing because uh, you know early days it was just two it was a t-shirt and two options. I don't even I think American whatever it was I forget the name. They switched they switched the uh, the shirt type and they've switched the royalty. By the way, when you said seven bucks, I was like, oh, those were the days. Now it's like you sell a shirt for nineteen ninety nine, you make five dollars and twenty three cents. Okay, yeah, it used to be seven dollars. Used to be nice. Like, Whoa, yeah, that was nice. All right, so they they've added more offerings, which I knew they were going to, which everybody knew they were going to do. And you know, like you mentioned, I was playing too close to the sun, um, which really sucks because I would love to be doing that. It was a good time, but you mentioned this Etsy little hacker tip. What, what do you do there? Oh, just like it's kind of overlooked, but man. Etsy's opened the doors to really sell almost anything there. So like you can go buy graphics, like digital downloads. There are shops that make a killing on Etsy, just selling graphics that they make for like two bucks, you know? So that's why I was trying to say, you know, for us, I don't, I don't know. Are any of us three good graphic designers? Probably not. Well, we're, we're okay. We can, we can go to Etsy, type in a keyword search, download a file for a dollar, $2, whatever it costs. And obviously there's other alternative websites too, because this is a, you know, a need for many people, right? And people have realized that we can pay 20 bucks a month in a subscription service or $2 to Etsy and monetize those images that we're buying. You know, we get commercial rights and um, we can use them on t-shirt designs. Uh, Dustin, you had mentioned mugs. They actually don't have mugs in merch. It may be a yet. I thought they did, but I guess not. It may be a future thing, but so just a really quick note, like we were talking before we went live about, um, I talk about my like complimentary approach to selling on Amazon. Well, Another added benefit of selling through FBA is that I can list uh, fulfilled by merchant products that are print on demand products at the same time next to my FBA uh, products, right? So I'm like monetizing that seller central account in other ways and all the t-shirt designs. What's cool about them is I can then go list them on, you know, depending on if it's optimized for like a light shirt or a dark shirt, I can list it on a white coffee mug or a black coffee mug. So I've been doing that for years and, um, What's cool too, I guess I, I won't jump the gun, but like later in my story, in my timeline, like, uh, and a lot of this was just through having a YouTube channel. People reached out to me. Is like, there's so much really cool uh, development on the the technology side for sellers. Uh, a lot of automation tools exist, so I've been able to like really kind of streamline and automate a lot of these processes. Um, you know, and then also allows me to scale, make more money, and you know, focus on doing a YouTube channel. So something I we were going through is like keeping up with the trends like you, you know making a shirt there'd be father's day and then you have fourth of july and you had to like keep up with the trends and there'd be some crazy thing in like trendy news and you would want to make a quote about it and people would take it uh, how do you keep up with all that you know you don't have to is that, i guess the short answer right like I, I don't do that anymore um but when you just get started in merch by amazon if you guys remember, it's it's like very gamified. Like when you start, you can only upload 10 products. And as you make sales, they'll gradually increase that number. So you go from 10 to 25, 25 to 100, 100 to 500, to 1,000, 2,000, 4,000. Like I'm at 200,000 now. So like I don't need to worry about Father's Day because I'd much rather like in theory, the way I explain my current approach is if I fill my 200,000 slots and I make $5 per sale and I only sell one time per year, like 200,000 products sell once a year, $5 profit, it's a million bucks, right? So that's more the approach that I'm taking because it lets me sell in these little pockets where there's like people, there's no competition basically. Like I, I can just manufacture a shirt in an area, not even have to validate that the niche exists because if it doesn't sell, it's only one of 200,000 slots in the first place. It doesn't matter, right? 
So you leave my, these things, you leave them active. You're not like getting them down. You're not taking a design down. It's always available. And then if you just sell one, are, are these, do you have relationships with these designers now that you've created so many options? Are, are you able to just say, hey, Etsy seller, you know, let's take this offline and let's do something monthly. And I just need 50 designs or 100 designs a month. Here's, you know, whatever that cost. No, it's a good question. Like the Etsy example was, <laughs> I've actually never used Etsy to like buy a graphic. It's just one of these things where it's like the yeah. lowest hanging fruit. Like, I don't think anybody thinks twice about spending like a dollar or two on Etsy. My actual recommendation would be to pay like, you know, you can join a place called Creative Fabrica for like $19 a month. Um, that's probably your best bang for the buck because they have a incredibly massive assortment of like tens of thousands of fonts and hundreds of thousands of graphics so as far as like you know you'll find everything you need plus a million other things that you didn't know you needed there um there's a website called vexels where it's just like premium designers and you're getting like their actual like best designs there too and you can just kind of tweak them that's what i like to do and um for three dollars a month there's a website called all sunsets i don't know if you guys have seen shirts that have like these vintage retro round kind of like colorful sunset graphics and if you just have like one or two of those, you can just cut silhouettes out. You can put text above, text below. So, I, I mean, for me, like between those three graphic resources, like I just, I can make it work. Um, but like to answer your question, like you can also go to like Fiverr, for instance. And a lot of people have stories. Like I, I love inviting people on to tell their story on my channel, do interviews. And I've heard a lot of people that do have like kind of private relationships with um, designers that they, most of them met them on Fiverr.com. Sometimes they use like onlinejobs.ph if you guys know that website. Yeah. A lot of ways to meet to meet people around the world and build relationships. In the early days, uh, it wasn't really policed a lot to like trademark. There, you could upload a lot of stuff and it, it kind of got past the bots, I guess, whatever, whatever Amazon doing. What's mm -hmm. that look like now? How, what's that trade? Because there's sayings that are trademarked. There's, you know, logos trademarked. How do you how do you make sure you're not doing something where you get your account suspended? Yeah, it's a great question. And it's definitely evolved over time because back in the day, man, like there were people that, and I mean, it's not that it doesn't still happen today, but like, it's really just gaming that like Amazon algorithm itself, right? While also not triggering like a match to the USPTO trademark database, right? Um, Cause there would be people that would put like, you could put like New York Yankees, but just put like periods between the like Y dot A dot N dot, you know, and that wouldn't, that wouldn't trigger a result, uh, a match. But those are really those have been cleaned up a lot. Like you'll still find them here and there, but uh, based on my experience kind of from the outside looking in and with the YouTube channel and like, I've got a couple of Facebook groups I can, you know, without having to live through it, I can see kind of what's happening. And most of the time when people get, get in big trouble, you know, and get an account closed, they don't tell us why, but sometimes they do. Right. And from what I can tell these days, unless you are literally trying to like infringe on a big brand's intellectual property, it seems like they're much more forgiving. Like you can rack up a bunch of rejections. And if they're like, you know, like, um, like a name or something like, uh, I don't know, just think of a name. Like I'm trying to think of like one of those, like women's like fashion brand purses, like uh, Chanel or something, right? Like sometimes you're just like designing shirts for people's names. Like if you're in tier 200,000, you can just put like name tag shirts as dumb as it sounds. Um, but if you, you know, upload Chanel, it used to work. Now it's like, nope, you can't upload the name Chanel. And that's not going to get me banned from the platform because they get it. Um, but maybe in the past, I don't know, you know, they don't, they're not very transparent, but it seems like it's so, not as bad these days on the rejection side. Is there like a max, like you can't get a hundred rejections in a month or your account's going to get suspended for 30 days. Is there like a threshold there? 
Or is it just, if you get rejected, you get rejected, just move on to the next design, your account's still in good standing? Yeah, it used to feel like maybe there was a, like a soft limit based on your tier of like how many rejections you could rack up. My feel today, because they are not transparent about this stuff. Like I, I literally, I went on vacation like a couple weeks ago and I, I planned like five videos to go out while I was gone. And like, I read through all of the updated merch resources, like super boring videos, but good to see like what the people who actually work there, who know how it works are willing to disclose. And they don't put it in like technical, like terms of what it actually equates to in the, the code behind the scenes. But, you know, I did learn a little bit about it and it does seem like they're a little bit more lenient today than they used to be. Like, it's a great, great question. Cause back in the day, it did feel like there was some hidden soft number that you had to avoid, even if they were completely innocent rejections today, it feels more like you, unless you do something really bad, you're probably okay. How do you get a merch account? What do you got to do? What do you got to have? So that's another thing. When I read through those resources, it kind of like pulled back the curtain and, and sounded a little bit more like what I expected. Uh, so you go to merch.amazon.com or amazon.com forward slash merch. Either one will take you to the same place. And there should be a button. It used to say request invitation. I think it says something now or something else now, like just apply or something. Um, either way, it's kind of like anything else. You know, you click next. I always say click next three times, fill out the answers and then wait and see. But um, there's a little bit more to it. Like they, they want, right up front before you're in they want like your banking account information like they want you your your country they want to know who you bank with and that to me is the biggest determining factor if anybody's watching you know there's videos on youtube where people will talk about the secret way to get into merch by amazon and these videos get tons of views if you act like you really know way but like not not that many people are really shooting you shooting straight and just being like hey if you analyze hundreds of people that get in and, and don't get in like i kind of have over the years where you apply from seems to matter most. And beyond that, it's, it's who you bank with, you know, it's, it's, it has to do with like payouts, I guess. Um, so yeah, that's the biggest determining factor. And I don't have like a whitelist and the blacklist memorized, but if you're in the United States, you should be able to get in. And if you don't get in the first time, you can create a new Amazon account for free reapply. Um, if you're outside these, the United States, you might be in trouble. It depends where you live. Are these like individual buying like Amazon accounts, like I have, like I have my personal Amazon account that I just buy from. Am I using that same account, I guess, to create this merch account, or is it a completely different email address? Do I want to separate them out? You know, like I again, it's I, I hate saying anything definitively because I used to work as a web developer, so it's like if only I could see the code and really know how it actually works. But um, I personally, like, I have all mine under one roof. Uh, it's. Mm, if, if it didn't matter whether or not you have it tied to a, a account with buying history, which I don't think it does, honestly, because I know that there are people that are able to like spin up new accounts at will. I, I don't know how it works, but I know that there are people like there's a whole like black market of like selling Amazon accounts, like Amazon merch accounts, I should say, um, to the people who can't get in. Uh, that, that exists, of course. You know, if there's a high enough demand, someone's going to gonna meet that demand. And so um, I don't think you need buying history. But also, if you have them separate, then if you ed end up like exiting your merch business later, which, of course, you know, against the rules, you're not supposed to do it, whatever. Of course, people do it. Um, you can go to Empire Flippers and look at the uh, merch accounts for sale. Well, you're going to be selling your buyer account, too, if, if, if it's all under one roof. So something to consider. So you can get multiple merch accounts. You just have to have different bank accounts. You know, I don't think you're supposed to have multiple. So it's like I don't want to mislead anybody. But like in theory, you can run multiple. But there is something to do with like the IP addresses you use. Um, I've never bought one, right? So, but I, I do know kind of, you know, I'm, I'm in the mix, right? I see it. I see it in comments. I see it in the Facebook groups and stuff like that. 
Um, when you buy one, my understanding is you use a uh, VPS and you have to like be consistent and like logging in through that, you know, virtual private um, server and stuff. Interesting. All right. Well, let's walk through the your process for what whatever Ryan's method is for um, doing merch. So you've already talked about you you get a design, you you edit it, whichever way you need to edit it, add some text to it. What's it look like? What's the process for creating the listing? Is it complex? Is it easy? I mean, I don't even know. Is there, I mean, on the private label side, there's a lot. You got to write bullets, descriptions, A plus, back end, search terms. What's it look like on merch? Yeah, that's actually a great question. So, uh, merch, I should have mentioned before, is like very dumbed down. <laughs> it's not intimidating at all, right? Uh, this is literally, I can walk you through the process visually. Um, I could even, if you wanted me to, I could screen share, but like it's not even that big of a deal. Like, you, you basically click create. So it's like number one, login, right? Most likely your login is saved. So you just launch your web browser. It's probably a defaulted tab. Um, you click once to go to the create screen. Uh, the first thing you do is you wanna upload a design. There used to be rigid dimensions you had to follow. Now it's like more flexible. So you don't even have to follow the dimensions. You can just drag and drop a graphic in there. Uh, the next thing it's gonna do is it will apply that design to all of the 14 products available in the catalog. But there's a button that says select products and you can turn on turn off products right so the best selling product that you're going to want to target is a standard t-shirt it'll be the first one that you see when you um when you're on the create screen so let's just roll with that like if you just want to you know if you just get started you're in tier 10 well they might not even let you push push your design to all the different products they may say you can only do one today and then tomorrow you can do another one so you're going to just want to do standard t-shirts um so go ahead and like turn off all the other products standard t-shirt only it's worth mentioning, by the way, they've expanded merch internationally too, just so you guys know. So when you click select products, you can say like, I want to push it to standard t-shirts on amazon.com, but also I want to go to the UK, Germany, Italy, Spain, France, and um, Japan. So that's also options. And they're, they're by the way, um, automatically pushing our products to those international marketplaces. So even if you don't opt to push to create them there, like behind the scenes, they're doing it for us just because they have the capacity. So really awesome way to make some extra money there. But yeah, so upload your design, select the product type, then you can um, click expand product details and select like what colors you want your, your design to be available on. They don't want to assume for you because obviously a design optimized for a dark shirt, you know, if it's optimized for if it's a white foreground on a black background, you don't want to be selling it on a white shirt, right? It's, it's not going to show. So you select the colors, it used to be up to five, now they've expanded it to 10 colors. So you get a lot of options there. Set your prices. Um, so if it's just US market, the default price for a standard t-shirt is $19.99. Uh, I love selling them at $19.99. It's almost like Amazon's nudging us like, hey, this is a good price point. Um, you make $5.23 per sale. You can also go as low. Like currently, this is subject to change as you know, times change in the world. But the, the floor price is $13.07. So if you're just getting started and you can only list 10 products, I always tell beginners like, hey, it's okay to price at $13.07. You're, you will make $0 when you make a sale, but at least you're offering up some sort of an incentive for customers looking for a deal to buy from you and not buy from the 1999 person, right? Because you really just need to lock in sales and get more upload slots because nobody's getting rich off 10 shirts, right? But you know, if you get up to like a thousand, you can start making some real money. So that's really it. You select the colors, you set the price, you scroll down, and then here's the biggest uh, gap from FBA to Amazon Merch. With Merch, you can only provide a brand, a title, two bullet points and a description that does not get indexed in search. So you could also just skip the description. Uh, and that's really it. Um, you know, it's, it's pretty quick, pretty easy. And then with, um, 
you know, you can go into like the advertising console and create like an uh, Amazon store for your shirts and stuff like that. Um, but it's completely optional. From what I remember, you can make separate brand names for like different types of shirts. It's like if you've got, I don't know, um, like a baseball themed brand, you could make a baseball themed brand. And then every shirt that you make that's baseball themed, you would use that brand name. But everybody else could use that same brand name that you used. And so you have potential there of like cross promoting other shirts that may not be your shirts. Is that right still? Yeah, that's still a thing. So um, you can, other people can jump into your brand. Um, it's so I've, I've actually, you want to hear a quick funny story is like I went through the whole process of trademarking kind of like a universal brand for me, for both my merch and my <laughs> FBM stuff. But I got too scared at the end to um, put it in brand registry just because I was like worried that it would cause some like cascade of like, it's just the volume of products I have for sale really on my seller central account and on my merch account that if, if for some reason, like, you know how Amazon system is like, if it flagged all these listings as like, oh no, now this is protected. And they don't know that the association with me is, is, you know, why it's there that I'd have all of these, you know, things removed, maybe get banned. Or even if everything was fine, that I have some manual process of having to claim each product. So yeah, what you said is, is absolutely true. Like if you have a number one bestseller in a brand, I can go create a very similar design and get indexed in your brand by just copy pasting your brand name. And it's, you know, something people do. do. Do we frown upon it though? I don't even know because these listings through Merch by Amazon, one huge distinction between them and Seller Central, the Merch by Amazon listings on the front end are sold by Amazon. So there's no affiliation with us. Even though behind the scenes we get paid out and we're the, you know, creators and all that, no one will ever know on the front end. It's They all look the exact same to the, the customer, so... What so about no, like bullets. clicking to your store or anything like that on merch? I guess they could click to your store, but it just shows that it's sold by Amazon. Makes sense. Yeah, yeah. What Did about the bullets? bullets? Yeah, because I remember like you could put like search terms in there and they would get indexed or something at the very beginning. People were stuffing. You would keep those. The generic bullets were already there. You could only do two and you would just throw in like search terms to help <laughs> get the product shown. Yeah. So they've really restricted a lot of the like old words that were performing really well for one, like they've, they have like a content. Well, it's like, number one, don't put anything up that's trademarked. Number two, I always say like search the existing merch shirts because there might be like a word that isn't trademarked that they still don't allow. And they even have like a content policy that used to kind of tell you what not to write, but I, they've rewritten the, the like official merch resources that their team writes. Um, they've rewritten them like at least three times here because it's like, they're never, too specific yet in the past they've they've been still too specific like without telling us exactly what we can't write they still will say too much and they've rolled that back um yeah because people used to get away with keyword stuffing you know a lot of things now they kind of if you read the the terms and services or whatever it's called the resources section they'll say like you know basically don't do what people used to do um you still get indexed on the bullet uh the words you put in the bullets but you know the evolution of the merch program like the longtime sellers, a lot of them are in tier 100,000, tier 200,000, you know? So like the volume of, of products in the catalog is growing. So I think the like importance of including generic fringe keywords in bullets is like less important, you know? And I, th I usually just tell people like, try to get like one or two good phrase matches in the title and like mimic the, you know, the important phrase in probably the brand and, you know, even in the bullets once, you know, or, or if like your shirt has text on it, like almost all of mine do, I think actually all of mine do. Just put the text in the, the bullet somewhere as well and just keep it simple. 
do you do anything outside of Amazon? Like, do you do anything with like influencers or, um, you know, schools or, you know, like businesses and say, Hey, I got a merch account. Let me take care of you. I can do some you know, charity work. I got shirts, fundraisers, anything like that. The first story I ever heard of a uh, seven figure Amazon merch seller was somebody who did go business to business locally because they were a stronger like salesperson face to face than they were like a merch, you know, designer. Right. So, and uh, it was just through a podcast called Merch Minds. And it was a really interesting uh, episode. But in summary, yeah, like the guy just went to local businesses and said, hey, like, would you like me to handle fulfillment of your merch? And here's an idea of how you can promote it. Like he said, there was a local tire shop with massive outreach and like. He said, you know, you put a QR code here. The customer has an incentive to basically scan the QR code, buy the shirt with your logo. So it's free promotion. And when they do that, you offer them a discount. And that's, that was basically it. And then they don't have to carry inventory or handle fulfillment because it's fulfilled by Amazon, which everybody knows Amazon, right? And, um, you know, basically seven figures later, right? Um, and then, oh yeah, and the best part was he would charge like uh, setup fees and stuff. Even though it takes like five minutes to create a QR code, and, yeah. you know just I mean? give me your give me your uh, logo, and <laughs> I'll take care of it. Yeah, it's is brilliant. So that yeah. is an interesting strategy. Mm-hmm. That's an in, endless. It's endless the amount of businesses that are out there you can do that for, and those don't get flagged when you upload a logo like that. I mean, do you have to show that you have the authority to put yeah, that logo might. on there? It might, but you can always go back and forth with them and, and prove to them that you've got the rights and. You'd be okay. So, so we could just open up the merch account forum. You run it, basically, yeah. <laughs> and whatever designs to separate. Oh man, I've, so no, I've heard of uh, I've heard of stuff just through the relationships that I've formed from the YouTube channel of like people that have uh, relationships with, I guess you could say, the merch program. Um, and yeah, they have like multiple accounts in the highest tier, basically infinite upload slots for use due to like the rights that that company, like it's almost like a holding company for, you know, a professional sport, at least one, I won't say what, but, um, you know, basically like, so merch is just like, Hey, I just go ahead and throw as many up as you want. And then also worth mentioning too, like if you've never looked at Amazon, like t-shirts, like there's a bunch of big brands, uh, like Marvel, um, Disney owns Marvel, but, uh, MTV more and more, there's a Top Gun movie just came out. Well, Top Gun, the movie, I don't know which way, if they reached out to Amazon, Amazon reached out. It's more likely that actually the, whoever bankrolled that movie, whatever, conglomerate you know that was probably just has the relationship with amazon they'll just have all the movies that they launch Uh, but all these top gun shirts were like the top trends recently and that doesn't mean by the way that when i'm looking at amazon that i can sell the top gun shirts right like you have to kind of know like and i i I do a weekly series on my youtube channel called like top niches and i'll put out like hey sell these by the way don't sell these you know because there's people internationally that don't have a clue what top gun is so I'm like, hey guys, like just be careful here. Like this is a movie. You're gonna get in trouble if you uh, if you list these. So, <laughs> yep. Oh man, let's go. Let's talk KDP now because that's a whole nother uh, revenue stream potential. What what are you doing uh, with KDP? I mean, are you writing your own books? How's it? What does it look like? No, nah, man, I, there's not enough time in the day to do everything that I would like to do. I kind of talked to you off camera about uh, how like maybe we'll use AI to just have like some, you know, this AI I've been playing with. You can literally say like, hey, write a, uh, you know, write a 10 paragraph children's book that rhymes. And, you know, it does a pretty darn good job of oh my God. writing as well as humans would. 
and then your only issue is like you know going and making the book and getting some graphics right and uh that's possible so i may i may come back to kdp with a vengeance and <laughs> and see if i can find a way of streamlining all this stuff like my whole thing is just there's not enough time in a day to like do everything i want to do so i got to kind of make make it work for me is what kind of the mantra um like for instance we're talking right now but i'm uploading um merch by amazon products as we speak you know to all those seven countries on all the 14 products because i have upload automation running right and um you know behind the scenes too i've got a design automation tool uh, as well that me and a developer made like probably two years ago and so you can upload like a graphic and it'll just automate the text right so like i said like how you can do like name tag designs by the way like you can just have it swap in and out the different names and download them and then you run it in upload automation um, but with regards to KDP, just, um, for me, like my KDP process is as streamlined as possible. So in summary, what I do is I'll take my merch, like t-shirt designs that I'm already uploading, you know, not just to merch, but I'll upload them to Etsy on a t-shirt. I'll upload them to seller central on a mug or a shot glass is a fun one. And, um, then I can like convert them in bulk 50 at a time to KDP book covers, which is, you know, this isn't making me rich by any stretch, but when I first started, it actually made me quite a bit of money. And it's again, com almost completely streamlined, just drag, drop 50 at a time, click convert. And um, then I also just use like generic interiors so I can have like a lined notebook interior. And uh. again, using more upload automation, I can just, I would, I used to just run it while I was sleeping. You know what I mean? I'd wake up and I've uploaded 500 KDP books and you know, my first three months on KDP, like things have fallen off since then. But my first three months on KDP, I made $3,500 profit just doing that process that I just explained to you. So you're making like journals and stuff like blank books. Yeah. yeah. But there's, you know, there's ways to do more than that that aren't too hard. It's just a question of how much time you have to dedicate to it. You know, and of course, like you were mentioning with Celoza, like you want to run some ads as well. And um, that's the best way to, to really get going, you know. This is creative. I, these are so avenues cool. that I haven't gone down. I Just when you think that you know all the ways to all the different revenue streams, you learn a new one. I love that. I never but, thought about KDP because my wife is an author, illustrator. She's got books on, on Kate that she sells through KDP. Obviously, her process is a lot longer. She's actually writing. <laughs> she's not automating this at all. She's, not, she's a writing and illustrating, and it is a you know, it's a pro. That's a six month process to write a good book and illustrate it. Uh, so it's a different process. But I never thought about because I've followed her, you know, uploading in the process and just uploading like note paper in there, so it fills it with lined pages. That's brilliant. It's it used to be more brilliant though. Cause nowadays it's a lot harder. Um, it's not like the best kept secret anymore. I joined KDP in October of 2019 and I just kind of went through like a boot camp for three days straight of like, I had to miss like one of my good friends, like baby shower, you know, but it was also kind of far away. So I was like, oh, I'm just going to stay and do KDP like three days straight, nonstop KDP only. And, uh, just went from not knowing anything to like having a formal streamlined process that worked and, you know, had automation involved. So I, it didn't suck up too much of my time. And like, it was, it was in Q4, obviously, but like I went from $0 to 3,500 profit in three months. Like that's and just doing it as simple as I just explained to you. Now you want to probably, you know, do, we call it like kind of like low content books would be low content would be like journal, uh, journal paper, right? Diaries, simple stuff, but then you can do, or maybe you call that no content. Actually low content would probably be the next step up of like 
you know, meal planners, workout journals, stuff like that, which by the way, you don't need to design any of those interiors. You can go get them on Etsy. Um, I mentioned that website, Creative Fabrica, which if you want to join for 19 or you can join for a dollar for the first month, just go to ryanhoog.com forward slash Creative Fabrica. And they have like a deal that discounts it. But, you know, you can find KDP interiors there too. So you get the pre-made interiors, you get your 100,000 graphics, 90,000 fonts. It's, it's like everything you need. So they also, by the way, shout out to them because they gave away an iPad for my 100,000th uh, YouTube subscriber celebration. So that's all awesome. to get the plug. <laughs> <laughs> so you could take a, a workout, a pre-made like workout guide or whatever. And then put one of your cool designs from your t-shirts that has to do with, you know, some motivational workout saying. Right. Yeah. Boom. That's it. That's so uh, simple, right? And it, it works. That's what's funny. is like, it's not like some crazy theoretical thing. Like it actually works. And my favorite part is that you can like streamline all of these processes. Like I wouldn't recommend going in and being like, must learn automation from day one. Like I always tell people like start slow face the learning curve, grind through it. If you need a three-day boot camp like I did, do do whatever it takes. Because once you're over that, you know, same with FBA, right? Like you get through it and then what do you do? Then you just re repeat the process a million times. Like when I got my first FBA product up, the next thing I did was launch like two more SKUs right away from the same supplier because it's just so easy. And then I was like, okay, new brand. Um, and was thinking in terms of brands because it's so much easier. Again, if you find one good supplier, complimentary products, you know, upsell multiple products to the same customer. Um, you know, and then FBA, it's like, you know, when you've, when you've launched that product, what do you really do after that? You just, you can tinker, but you really just optimizing the ads. And I paid for some other software to basically do that too. Just put in my optimal a cost and it literally would do the, the bid up bid down for me. Um, yeah. So that's basically it. That's my story, you know, cause I used to work two jobs while I did all this stuff. And then fortunately in 2020, a month before COVID really, like everybody else was kind of working from home, um, probably could have held on to my job a little bit longer, but I just like quit my, my day job. And then my teaching job was nice, but like when I was doing it uh, remotely and then they wanted me to go back to campus, I was too spoiled. So I, I bowed out after seven and a half years. <laughs> so you're full-time merch KDP. That's awesome. Merch KDP, like Etsy, oh, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like all these places. It's just like, I just call it planting seeds, you know, just get as many, make it easy for people to give me money, right? Like just sell as many things as you can play by the rules. These are obviously long-term business models. It's easy to, you know, think we're going to make some some quick money but to me it's not you know what i mean it's not really worth it if you are risking your business and uh you do anything on walmart i haven't been able to get into walmart and i've even had people like put me in touch with with people at walmart you know that we're supposed to be able to help and yeah for some reason the application i must have put something in that wasn't you know what i mean like that they didn't want to hear um you'll so, figure yeah. it out are you guys on walmart for physical products yeah I don't know if they sell demand products. Do you have the third party product. fulfillment center? That might've been my thing was like, I only had Amazon fulfilling. So I think that was probably why I got the initial rejection. And then even if I want to sell print on demand, not do FBA products, you know? Mm, interesting. Yeah. That might be the trigger. Cause I don't have, I don't, I didn't say I had a third party fulfillment. I just said I did it myself. Like we fulfilled our own. Yeah. That's really smart. But <laughs> <laughs> do you fulfill sure. your own or do you just do like the fulfillment order from... Yeah. You, yeah. You fulfill it. Yeah. Yeah. That's smart. Well, good, good for and you. You're an man. interesting guy. You're an interesting guy. I'm looking at your YouTube channel. You got 100,000 subscribers. You put up content all the time. This is, again, we talk about this on the podcast. We don't really do a lot of homework before we have people on here. 
uh this is very interesting this yeah check my youtube videos though what you'll notice is it's a very like kind of formalized streamlined process right like that's that's the name of the game for me man is just kind of like make quality with as little effort as possible you know i'm not doing i'm not matching your wife's uh kids books or anything like that right yeah. but i'm doing like good enough <laughs> at I least i hope so yeah <laughs> i try fascinating so what's okay what's next for you but where do you I mean where do you see merch going uh in the future what what's up uh what's on your horizon you know merch for instance since you asked like uh, someone sent me a job description there um job title there or job application whatever and like so i read through it for a youtube video i just thought it would be fun and like at the end of the description it said we're only getting started you know and this was probably less than a year ago so what's next for them like it sounds like they're you know plotting world domination the kdp program is in more international countries than the merch program so maybe they just kind of follow suit with the um expanding that uh you know for me like fba i was dealing with a lot of inventory restrictions since 2020 so i'm like just getting my stuff back now but i mean it's taking so long to import some of these products that i've like i'm like resurrecting old products just because it's easy you know mm -hmm. um that have all the reviews and stuff like that so that's like what's next for me in terms of fba um with regards to some of my courses that i have uh, you know, I do, by the way, guys, like I was a web developer, I'm a huge computer nerd, spent hundreds of thousands of hours of my life at a computer. So like, I'm actually here doing it. Like, it's not like I'm outsourcing, like, Oh, make me a course, you know, like some people do and all this crap, like I actually live what I talk and, you know, I have these businesses. I, when I teach a course, it's like actually me teaching it and stuff like that. But I was mentioning like, what's actually in the near term next for me is, uh, going to probably move my courses all over to a, a new platform and then kind of consolidate my offers into one that's, that's like what I call Ryan's method. It's my complimentary approach to making money online. Most of it intersects through Amazon. Um, but there's obviously money to be made off of Amazon as well. So as long as we can like make sense of the amount of time it takes relative to the income we expect to receive, uh, then I, then I do it myself. If it works, I teach it. So that's basically what I do. I love it. Well, everyone can go check out your courses now, ryansmethod.com. And then also tell them where, uh, they can find you. What's your YouTube channel where everyone can go find all your uh, great content? No, I appreciate that. Uh, it's Ryan Hoag Passive Income. So Ryan, H-O-G-U-E, Passive Income. And uh, yeah, if you guys end up like joining the course or anything, like you can shoot me an email. By the way, you can email me anyways, like ryan at ryanhoag.com. Um, I'll try to monitor the comments on this video as well. But if you guys join, like definitely let me know. And because uh, it's not an affiliate link, but we can definitely work something out here, give a kickback to the uh, to the podcast. So Love it, man fascinating thanks for thanks for joining us uh, we we will get you back on for sure because i have a lot more questions <laughs> <laughs> cool man yeah that I, sounds I already subscribed I, i'm on your channel i just subscribed to it i'm just gonna start watching your videos what i like so far is they're short like you keep them short keep them to the point i like that yeah yeah i appreciate that um there's good content too like if you guys are you know for your audience that isn't familiar maybe with like what i was kind of talking about pretty quickly it's been 40 minutes right but it's still you can, you can talk forever about a lot of this stuff um like in the description of my videos i have like a very thorough free completely free mini course for like merch by amazon for instance uh and then also like very complimentary to merch by amazon if you check out some of my other videos you'll find my mini course for getting started on etsy right and it's a very similar thing except like etsy doesn't have a program that fulfills the orders for you so like I show you how to integrate um, a free account from other companies 
that do the like t-shirt fulfillment. You know what I mean? And they, they have like hundreds of products that you can sell. The t-shirts are low hanging fruit. And basically it's like integrate with Etsy and then literally post your design to Merch by Amazon, post it to Etsy. Now you're on two huge platforms. And if you make a sale, it's pretty much all automated and you just collect the the royalties, you know? So um, just a great way to get started for free is really what I was trying to say. Before we leave, what, what's going on with crypto and NFTs? What are you doing in there? <laughs> Uh, you know what, man, like I sit here all day working, but I also have a TV right here and I love since 2020, like I've really dedicated a ton of time, like, you know, over well over a thousand hours, at least now to learning about like, kind of like finance, like the global kind of like macro financial system, which is a pretty messed up, like dark thing. Um, in summary, dude, like the NFT bubble is, is a little bit crazy for me and like, whatever it, it's worth, whatever people are willing to buy for it. But, uh, I think it has its place in the future. Like I'm, I'm big into the, um, the flow blockchain, like NFL all day. They have the official like NFL, um, NFTs, you know, if you need to start somewhere, I would say start there. Cause it's tied to the most popular sport in the country. And then if they ever integrate that with fantasy football, then all of a sudden you're going to be cooking with gas and anything you own will be worth like 10 X that day. Um, and then also like, man, I just love Bitcoin. If you guys actually research crypto, like Bitcoin's the only crypto that matters. I went to Bitcoin conference this year. Like if you go deep into how, like what makes Bitcoin actually relevant as a proof of work blockchain, um, it's the only crypto you need to, you need to own. The rest are just speculating on a quick, like multiple so that you can buy Bitcoin hopefully. Right. I love it. <laughs> You're busy, man. I love it. You, you think the way that, uh, we think just like, there's always there's so many cool opportunities out there. Let's uh, be friends. Yeah. Oh, we are now for sure. Care for what you wish for. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. But um, yeah. And thanks so much for joining us. Uh, this was an absolute blast. Uh, thanks everybody for tuning in today. Uh, if you like content like this, make sure you subscribe to this podcast. Uh, we're on all the podcast platforms out there. You can also see all of our live streams on Solozo's social media platform. So make sure you subscribe there as well. And turn on notifications so that you get notified when we go live with really cool people like Ryan. Uh, so yeah, everyone go do that. And also, if you are currently selling on Amazon, whether it's merch, KDP, physical products, FBA, FBM, doesn't matter. Uh, and you're running ads and advertising is sort of a struggle for you, we'd like to help you at Solozo. Uh, we can help fully automate and optimize all your advertising campaigns on any of those platforms. Uh, so go to solozo.com right now. You can schedule a demo and we will walk you through the power of the platform. All right, everybody, that's it for today. Thanks for tuning in. And thanks, Ryan, for joining. We will see you next time. Have a good thanks, one. Guys.